Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just relax. Everything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. And first, let me just uh, fill you in. We lost a, a few weeks, uh, a few podcasts, and uh, but I did make up one a couple days ago, so we're on number seven. Number six was from a couple days ago, in case you want to go back and catch up. Um, I'm working on ways to, if that blog talk radio goes down completely, we'll be able to find another way to uh, upload broadcasts, but it's we're back up and running now. And I think I went through some things on the previous podcast. I'll just touch on a couple. Um, looking forward, I'm looking to find a, a better way to present this, a lot of this information in general that uh, so, so many of you have been with the podcast since we started in 2007. And very often we get you know, new batches of people whether through, you know, Facebook or other, uh, you know, through the books, through other other uh, avenues, they seem to come in, in batches. And then I feel like I want to catch them up in some degree. And I'm sure you've see, heard and seen that there's a lot of repetition, and that's because we are always getting new people, but also because I do recognize that a lot of this is – new and contrary maybe to even what you're being taught elsewhere. Now, everybody, this is, you know, it's you're free to listen to this or not. This is not, I'm not going to be uh, concerned that people drop off. A lot of people drop off and then come back, and that's fine. How, this, I'm at your service. However you want to approach this podcast as a resource is perfectly fine with me. So don't ever feel like you have to explain yourself. Um, but also, uh, I do want to make sure that for those who have a a drive or and desire to, uh, you know, sink your teeth into the practicalities of this Christian walk that we are here to be walking here on this earth, I want to make that information as clear and easily accessible to anyone not somebody who's been a not just somebody who's been a christian for 20 years or their whole you know 50 60 but 20 days christ and christianity is a relationship and when you enter into relationship it should start from day one you shouldn't have to learn a whole new language a whole new way of thinking, you get to know somebody as you have a relationship with them. It's, it's through walking with them, through going through experiences with them. It's not sitting down and learning all about them and then maybe someday getting to know them personally. We have a personal God and a personal relationship with him. And it should be easily and practically and objectively done. We should be able to do it with, with 
understanding and within our own means we shouldn't there shouldn't be any special equipment needed there shouldn't be any special you know uh gifts or abilities or even emotion or drive or intellect god is not a respecter of persons he makes himself available to us all and he doesn't have any anything against any of us he he paved the way he paid for us to be able to come to him where we are how we are and he will lead us he is our counselor our teacher not not me not your pastor not you know your your bible study it's god god himself has paid for the privilege of being your encourager your teacher your guidance counselor and i want to i'm looking at ways of making that relationship as easy as possible to put into effect into practice as possible so over the next few months however or however long it takes we'll be looking at uh ways of presenting it on in in more uh, practical ways other besides just a radio, radio podcast. So there's a um, sign up for the newsletter on therainersclub.org, and there's a also a Facebook page for the Rainers Club. And I'm probably going to be using those two to present um, updates. Uh, besides also updating through the podcast. But those two avenues are going to provide me a better way of using different kind of media and not just audio. Again, the purpose is just to be able to simplify and communicate. Here's the basics, one, two, three, and then, and then we can start to do it and be encouraging to one another and learn from one another and link arms with one another because we we have an opportunity before us where we can be linked and yoked with God and see some see him glorify himself he doesn't need us to do it you know he doesn't need our help but he loves us and so he wants us with him and this kind of brings us back to, you know, what we've been talking about is the first step to experiencing the supernatural, to tie up the loose ends with God, with ourself, with yourself, and with others. So when I say, is there anything that you need to clear up with God? Be serious. Be, take it that seriously. Write it out. You know, why Why do bad things happen to good people? How can I know if I'm in the center of will, the will of God? Why, you know, why did so-and-so get cancer? Why? Can, how come I can't ever overcome this? Whatever it is, write it down. Any, any you know, challenge you have to God. God, if you, you know, were lo- if you're really love, how come you let wars happen? How come you let people, evil people, succeed? Now, these are, you know, a lot of these are questions that have been around since Adam and Eve. You know, why did this happen? Why, you know, we won't get too distracted. Why did he let the, the devil into the garden? 
Well, it was part of his plan. And all of this is part of his plan. Our big problem is that we think we know what his plan is. And that we think God is good. And therefore, everything that happens, if it's good, it's God. And everything that happens that's not good isn't God. We ascribe it to, you know, um, randomness or the devil or, you know, fill in the blank. You know, or that there is no God. We draw unfortunate conclusions because we think God thinks like we do. But his ways are not our ways. And his approaches to our life and our purpose here is not what we so often have concluded. Your purpose here is not to reach a certain level or minister to a certain number of people or to achieve a certain level or a certain purpose. Your your purpose here on this earth is to become one, spirit, soul, and body in Christ. It's all it is all about you. Now, he may put you in circumstances and situations where you change the world. He's done that before. But he's done that through people who are understanding of their purpose, to be close to God, to be one with him, to be healed in their soul and freed from those crutches and so that they're one single person, spirit, soul, and body, united with Christ. Now, again, nobody, I think, has achieved that. And and Jesus was God, so he you know didn't he never had to deal with the flesh like we do the the he never had a crutch. Now he made mistakes, and he had you know he had you know as a little kid he's probably had uh, some annoyances his his mother had to put up with, but he was he he had to deal with being a human, but he didn't carry around the baggage that you and I do. And that's one of our big challenges. And we're going to go part, you know, we're going to address the soul in those two different ways. We've been talking about the two sides of the coin, the part that's God's responsibility and the the part that's our responsibility. And it's our responsibility because God gave you your soul. And part of your training is to take care of your soul. Part of your training is to take care of your body. It's not that, okay, he's going to judge you. You know, if you, if, if you mess up, there's going to be a penalty. It's no. He loves you, and he loves the body he gave you, and he loves the soul he gave you. And he gave you the soul and the body you have so that you would learn something. And it's something specific that he specifically chose for you. Just as in the circumstances you find yourself in, those were specifically chosen for you because he loved you. And because he loves you on a moment-by-moment, day-by-day basis. It's not to trick us or to see how far we can stretch before we break. 
And, and one of the things we can look at is when those things happen, how do we react to those? Do we, do we look for, do we look at everything in our life as a problem that has to be solved? You know, so many just want to get out of here. You know, because whatever's coming has to be better. Well, better may not be what we think it is. Different may not be what we think it is. We have, we really have no idea what's next. We don't know what came before. Now, when we start thinking about what we think about and writing these things down, God may or may not address you about those things. And it's not just about, you know, between you and him, but also about anything that's going on with other people, your family, your, you know, your heritage, your your boss, or with with yourself. There there may be things that you're really frustrated with about yourself, about about the body God gave you, or about the soul that God gave you. You know, again, he picked, handpicked the soul and the body and the time and the parents that you are living in, that we are living in. And to be angry about that, we want to look at that. Is is by saying, God, you know, I hate this, I hate my parents or this situation I'm in or, you know, my kids, whatever. Um, you're You're saying, God, you made a mistake. Now, that doesn't mean we sit around and just live with it. We go, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? Because everything comes back to becoming one, going through that healing, that uh, learning to know him, developing those new habits to turn to him every time there's a challenge, every time we stub our toe, every every time we fail, every time we succeed. You know, it seems like those are our big challenges when we fail and when we succeed, when we when we lose and when we win. It reveals the wounds and the and the crutches that still exist in our lives. And everything in between, that winning and that losing, is for that purpose. Now he he's been doing this a while he knows how much we can figure out on our own and most of the time when we do that we draw conclusions with just a little bit of information and it's usually wrong and that's one of the things we have to grasp is that we are drawing conclusions with not enough information and our problem is is that because enough other people, maybe even other people that we admire, they've drawn the same conclusions or they've drawn a conclusion and shared it and we go, oh, well, that makes sense. Let's believe in that. Let's follow that. And there is something about believing things in company. Like when you think about some of the the cults that have happened, you know, over centuries, throughout time, 
people believe weird things. And there's, there's this idea, well, as long as I'm not the only one, then there must be something to it. We are so, and that's the peer pressure, and, that, and we are so susceptible. And I think it's part of that is because there is something about, well, you know, think about back to Adam. God said it's not good that Adam was alone, so he split him into two. So he could have somebody to talk to. So he could have somebody who could lift him out of the ditch when he fell. So he had somebody who could encourage him, and he could learn to encourage and lift up and support. So they could learn from one another. So we learn from one another. But we first learn from God. We first depend on God, just as Adam and Eve did. The result of that still didn't provide, didn't result in the characteristics, the the results that God wanted. And we've talked about this before, whether it's that, you know, they they never had appreciation for God because they always had him. He was always there. They always had power and authority. They, they had power over time. They, all their needs were met. Now, here you and I are, their, their children, you know, how many generations down? And I do think there is some kind of a, an accumulation. From ever since then, there's been a, a, a greater and greater settling for what we have and a greater and greater misunderstanding of who we are, who God is, and his purpose for us. We've gotten farther and farther away from knowing God face-to-face. But I also think that he's made it, made a way for us to rejoin him and see him face-to-face. So I don't know when we talk about the practical the practical knowing of God, sometimes it's too practical. Sometimes there's ways of, you know, his ways are not our ways because we try to make we make things too hard. There's that simplicity of knowing God. Again, it's a relationship. How do you get to know someone? You hang out with them. You do things they want to do. You do things you want to do. And you let it unfold. And you find out what you have in common and what you have apart, how you're the same, how you're, di- how you're different. It takes time. And one of the big things that, that happens through just taking time within a relationship is you build trust. And I think a lot of us, we have, and it's understandable, we have a problem with trust. We are, we are not trustworthy because we're so wounded. We are overly protective of ourselves. We have a hard time risking getting hurt. There's two kinds of people in the world, those that have been rejected, those that have been rejected more. But also, when 
he, when we get to know him, we start to see things about ourselves. We start to see who we are from his perspective. We start to see things that change us, practically speaking. And that's, that's something that most of us are, are looking for. We really don't want to change that much. We just want a guarantee for where we're going to spend eternity, which is a misnomer in and of itself. You're not going to spend eternity anywhere because eternity is, is a realm. It's a dimension. Let's put it it's a dimension. It's a dimension with a whole bunch of different dimensions in it because it's a characteristic of God himself. You are in eternity right now because you're in Christ. All of creation is within him. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is entered. You and I enter the kingdom. We don't build it. It's already been built. And we enter it through salvation, through being born again. But the value of our soul, those, those wounds, and the changing of our soul, the restoring of our soul, the more we start to see God's perspective and how, how much he values it and then start to reap the benefits and are changed by that. We see some of the, the circumstances and situations of the, of the stories in, in the Bible, you know, um, where, you know, well, Saul of Tarsus, he was completely convinced he was pleasing God by persecuting the Christians. He was completely sincere and completely wrong. But God took, took it upon himself to intervene and, and turn him. But you and I have, we have our own circumstances. You have your own circumstances, but we're living in a time. And and to some degree or another, everybody's living in the exact time that they need to be living in. Because it's been, just as our, our separation from God has been cumulative, the opportunity has been cumulative as well. There's nothing going on in this world right now that God's going, oh, oh, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do about this? Well, maybe I'll just start it again on another planet. No. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants to do. And he's going to do it. But for you and I, and in some sense, I think we can make it easier on ourselves or harder on ourselves. Because we can recognize that what we believe, what we've been taught, may not be true. And there's a simplicity again. Like when you're when you're being trained for a new job, the first thing you're starting out is okay, you know, who's who has what email? Who do I report to? How do I do the job? You you're not thrown in to do the problem solving. You're not you know here spend this trillion dollar budget. You start at the beginning. You start where you're being where you're 
catching up on what maybe everybody else already knows. And that's where most of us are and most of us stay. But God doesn't want us to just start or stay at the, you know, the first step. Those who continue on to know Christ. And by knowing, I don't mean knowing about him. So again, it's a relationship. He's a real person. Thank God that he's a real person. He expresses himself. He reveals himself. And we've talked about the the two sides of the coin, the wounds that God is healing. Very often he does, it's necessary for us to know what wounds are being healed. And I do think because it's cumulative, it's retroactive to some degree. And I think we can change the past. I think we can change the future. I think there's a lot, so much more that you and I have the power and authority to accomplish. But fortunately, God says, I'm, I'm not going to put a, child, uh, a sword in a child's hands. So he's patient and he waits. And he knows exactly day to day, moment by moment, what you need for him to accomplish in and through you what he wants, again, which is our reunion, the restoration of your soul, of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So one of the questions that comes up often is, you know, what uh, the relationship between the soul, why, why are we spending so much time on the relationship between the solical realm and the supernatural realm? Because they, they are interchangeable. They're, they are coexistent. When we talk about that coin, the two sides of the coin, when we talk about the soulical realm, the wounds in your soul, and overcoming your crutches, your bad habits in your soul, we're talking about things, activities, and behaviors and existence within the supernatural realm. And we, you know, we talk, we've talked about the enemies of our soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Those are all in the supernatural realm and a little bit of the natural. But they're not spiritual. And because you have become a spiritual, a spirit being, you have power and authority in and over the supernatural realm. But if all you're doing is focusing on your little corner of the world, you know, trying to fix this one little thing. You know, the God, God's working over here on, on topic A, and you're obsessing over on topic X. And the opportunity to be learning about how your power and authority works over the supernatural realm that opportunity is just slipping by, which is fine. You'll, you'll catch it up the next time. And that's part of our other challenge is, is, is so common that we think, okay, this is it. And that either puts such a pressure on us that if I fail, the repercussions are going to be dire. You know, this is a one-time thing. And then we go back to, 
God is sovereign. He knew God put you in this situation. He knew how you were going to react. And, you know, we could say he's, he can look back, he can look forward, he can look up, and he can look down. He arranges every circumstance. It's not, again, like there's ever going to be any surprise. And so we create doctrines to accommodate. Well, he knew he was going to, who he was going to predestine and, you know, pre, pre-save. So you and I, we come up with those same explanations. God allowed this to happen because blah, blah, blah. I was disobedient or because I had terrible parents or because he hates me or because there is no God. And so our first step is to go to God with those challenges. Again, not to necessarily get the answer to those, but to have them down on paper. Because we want to be available as much as we possibly can about our beliefs of of God, about our beliefs, beliefs about ourselves, and about our beliefs of others. Because then, when they're on the table, they're not filtering. They're not, they're not clogging up the system when God tries to start a conversation about who he is, who you are, and who others are. So it's process, it's relationship, he's real, and it's a lot simpler to know him than we think. It's something we can all do. It's something we will do uh, as we as we go forward from here. But be real about yourself. Be real about any any grudges, any anger, any questions that you've got, so we can move forward. So, thanks for tuning in. You drop me a line at therainersclub.org. I'm always, it's always good to hear from you. And again, you can sign up for the newsletter on the website or over on Facebook. And we will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.